da, 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 da. Yep. Okay, cool, yep. cool, cool, yep. cool, cool. Check, check. Um, the first episode just needs to have like a real introduction on what this invented word means. Yeah. Um, because like I said, I've run it by several people from the general public who have no idea what the word demoitis means. I was a ghost. You were the fear of God. Demoitis. Demoitis. Demoitis is a curable disease. <laughs> oh man, it comes in so many different shapes and forms. I mean, medically, demoitis would be like inflammation of the demo. It's infl- yeah. Which exactly. actually is kind of incorrect because when you're talking about demoitis, you're actually talking about being in love with the demo. Well, demo and inflammation of the demo, the demo itself being larger than it really is. You mm. see it as this important and you know capture of the heart of the song of what it is all your inspiration at the moment you know and it seems bigger like you know your whole heart went into it but really when you break it down it's just a shitty version of the song you're bound to make later in the future I get demoitis because I can't stop myself when I'm demoing. I just keep hearing new parts and I keep layering things and then I'll make a drum beat, then I'll make a bass part, then I'll make a guitar part, then I'll make 17 harmonies and and then all of a sudden I just fall in love with what I've done because as you're doing that you're continually listening to the song and if you listen to something enough times it's going to get ingrained in your brain. And then you go into the studio, you've got a click track in your ear, there is an engineer staring you down through two panes of glass, and there's all this pressure, and you're thinking about this being on the final recording on the album, and somehow you have to recreate the magic. I don't know about you, but I feel like part of that is because your time is your own when you're demoing. You could spend X amount of hours messing around with one little vocal harmony because you can, and nobody's watching you, and nobody expects anything. And to... you're right. You're you're alone. You're not on the clock. You're not They're, on the clock. The rest no one's of the watching. band isn't yeah. there, kind of like being frustrated with you taking forever to like dick around with one little part that seems insignificant. Um, yeah, you're free. And, uh, and then there, there's the magic. Yeah, well, for me, I mean, I never really start making a demo as, as a finished product because I never know where it's go- going. Usually when I start up my Pro Tools and I sit down to record, it's one little spark, it's, it's a thought that I try and capture and so seldom have I spent more than, you know, one session hashing out what a song might be. That it's always just this one little thing, which is why my songs were one minute long, you know, and I would, I see no problem in having a one minute long song other than that doesn't work all the time. <laughs> so, um, and then I come to a point where that's all that I have is is that thesis that main 
heart of the song that matters, and then I have to build it from there and fit things around it. Anyways, sometimes the demo is at the very heart, just the spark for the rest of the song. Welcome to Demo-itis, a podcast produced by Vancouver band Said the Whale. I'm Tyler. I'm Ben. I'm Jacelyn. And um, this is our first time ever hosting a podcast. This is the first episode. First episode, episode one. Um, we'll just tell you a little bit about the podcast before we dive right in, into things. Um, very much inspired by Song Exploder, um, a podcast we all listen to on tour a lot. Um, and a podcast that we would very much like to be on, um, but instead of being on it, we're going to recreate our own version of it. It'll be a little more conversational. Um, we are going to dive into each song on our record, um, As Long As Your Eyes Are Wide, which came out earlier this year, and um, sort of talk about the the song itself and talk about the lyrics and talk about the production. Um, and as the podcast is called Demoitis, there will be a little bit more of a focus on the demo of the song and how it went from that initial spark to a a finished product. As well as dissecting our own songs and talking about our own process, uh, we'll be having guests on this show in future episodes to talk about their own um, writing process and their own uh, experience with Demoitis. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Here is episode one of Demoitis, and we're talking about the song Step Into the Darkness, which is track one on As Long As Your Eyes Are Wide. I remember sitting there and uh, and just trying to trying to not do what I always do, trying not to sit down with a guitar or a piano and start making chords. So I uh, I opened up the the instruments that I had loaded on my Pro Tools, which isn't very many because I don't have any of the uh, plugins, and uh, I found a really sick sick drum beat as you can hear obviously it's so legit and uh so this was just a loop this is just a loop i don't know if i if i cut it up or if i just kind of let it roll but uh it started the whole thing i i took your you lent me what is it a micro korg i found a sweet bass tone and started well you found a bass tone. i found a bass tone no man it's so sweet and uh yeah i spent no time looking for the sound i just started hitting notes and uh I guess I came up with this. I guess what we're listening to is what I did. Uh, it, it was one of those weird things where I just started making it, and it it flowed out. It seemed easy. I wasn't struggling to think of what came next. I just made a really simple uh, melody and and this simple beat that's happening. I was doing everything I could to, to remove myself from it so I didn't get attached to, uh, to what it was that day and it could be something else later and I think for the first time in my songwriting life I was doing that as a goal trying to not get stuck um, on on the way it sounded and the song only has three elements which yeah. makes demo as really easy to get over because all it is is a drum beat that isn't good bass tones that aren't good yeah and then lyrics and harmonies that are great right and so the lyrics and harmonies are what we kept. How did the song, how do we start recording this? We went from the demo to the finished product, how? We were in a jam space in Railtown, and we were trying to figure out how to play the song live. And I remember Spencer 
just sort of like breaking down the song or breaking down your like janky drum electronic drum beat into a live drum beat right and that was kind of like what birthed it I remember that was a good day. We we uh, we really hashed out what the song was going to be. Yeah, and then also in the chorus we had, I think it was like an ace tone or it was my Juno sixty, and Spencer laid down this like really distorted keyboard part on the chorus that we were never able to find a better sound. We kept it right, and we ended up keeping it. We, we just kept that for we the just final kept one. that part in the final song. Why mess with the good thing? I remember being in, in at Monarch Studios and we immediately started looking for a new, more interesting sounding bass, which is actually what led to us working with Kane. Right. We just kept having like really farty bass, bass sounds that we thought sounded terrible. Um, and so shot Kane a text. He wasn't busy, which is rare. Um, came to the studio, dialed in beautiful bass tone in like 10 minutes. And then was listening to the song, and that's when he decided. Uh, I remember he, I think his first comment was like, Oh, the bridge is so sweet. Let's make the bridge the intro. Sweet light, sweet love of mine, might never again feel like it's the right time. And then that was, that started working with Kane. We're like, Okay, I guess you're producing this song now, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and then under the intro was the piano shot parts, which are my favorite part of the song. Um, and they are six parts broken down, and uh, each of them, four of the six parts are taken from reverb tales of piano shots. So I remember Kane or Jacelyn, I can't remember who, was in the studio just playing chords in the song, and we would record them, soak them with reverb, and then just grab the little tail end. So it doesn't even sound like a piano, it's not percussive, it just sounds like a, like a blah, like a sound. Right. Uh, and then we started stacking them together until they were really beautiful chords underneath your intro vocal melody. Um, and then uh, and that became the intro. And then there were also a couple of, uh, of weird kind of like guitar loopy sounds. And I'm pretty sure Spencer played those. I think that he just had a little loop pedal and he was playing like weird uh, chords on maybe like a baritone guitar, which is why they sound so like farty. Um... And, and then we just sort of chopped those up, the ones that made sense, and it adds this, like, really nice, rich bass tone to it. Yeah, I remember I just kind of sat back and watched this all happen. <laughs> I, was, I was so excited. There just seemed to be excitement and momentum, you know, around me that I kept my fingers out of it. I'd already made that demo, and now I was watching other people work on it. It was really cool. And then the, the intro drum beat I love, um, we had the, the like verse drums recorded fully, um, and then Elisa, who engineered and co-produced the record, she just put the whole drum bus through a distortion pedal. Right, she and slammed it. Slammed it, re-recorded it, and that's what creates that like fuzzy drum intro, um, which was really awesome, and um, yeah, I think kind of like adds to the, the energy, the 
like confined energy of the song. Right, and and to do it live, we had to use those samples on an electronic drum pad so we can get that slammed drum sample for the intro of the song. We didn't think about it while we were recording how we were going to do it all live afterwards. That wasn't really a consideration. We just kind of... Uh, and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. We it did it. We did it and then figured it out afterwards. Yeah, that's how it goes. You shouldn't You shouldn't go in the studio worrying too much about how you're going to play it live. Um, that's the beauty of the studio and that's the beauty of the live show. It's yeah. different. My sweet light, sweet love of mine. So, let's talk about the lyrics behind Step Into the Darkness. All right. Uh, Lyrics has always been the most important part for me, the focus of the songs that I write. Um, And so much of the time, I find it difficult to describe what a song is about uh, in a general way as a whole, because it's really a sum of its parts. When I go through a song lyrically and I dissect each word or each phrase that I use, each part ha- is like a piece of a puzzle. It fits together and, and means something in itself. Um, usually I'm not finished with a song until I can go through and explain what every single lyric means. Um, I found writing this song in particular, the lyrics just flowed out. They came very easy. And part of that is that I was really close to the emotions Um, I was living in this song. I had gone through a bunch of stuff a few months earlier and collected all these thoughts and ideas, and here I was sitting in this little cabin in Banff by myself for hours and hours and hours, and I was able to kind of get back to that place and feel these feelings. You know, when you're playing live and you start playing a song, you say, this song is about this. That's just such a brief little, you know, skimming of the surface of what actually went into it and all the thought that goes into the words. And that's why we have a podcast. And that's why we have a podcast. We're going to blow this up right now. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't allowed to have enough time on stage to talk about every song, so now we're doing this. Um, Writing this song was easy because I really had a message that I wanted to get across. I had something that I wanted to say to somebody in particular and it was like I wanted to shout it from the mountaintops which is funny because we were in Banff in the mountains at the time true yeah I was too afraid to go to a mountaintop though because of all the mountain lions (laughs) I was a ghost and you were the fear of God that came from a feeling of emptiness like I was this empty shell Um, you know, floating through the world at the time. I was carrying this, what I call a dark cloud over top of me, and it was not quite depression, but there was something wrong, something bringing me down, and I didn't know what it was. Um, There was no answer to my question of why do I feel this way? So there was this omnipresent darkness around me, and that was the fear of God. It was the fear of something bigger than me that I didn't understand, and um, it, it... took me a long time to kind of work through it and uh, gave me a lot of feelings, a lot of inspiration to write about. I was a spark, you were the wind I claimed, all of my fears went up in smoke, up in flames. In this instance, I am the spark and you are the wind I claim, which is which is kind of a reversal of roles. Usually I'm singing about the spark, but in this case, I'm the spark and um, this outside force that I'm trying to contain and hold on to is actually um, creating the flames metaphor, you know, the literal flames inside of my body. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, hold on. 
Um, the spark is within myself, and the inspiration is from this tumultuous goings-on around me. You know, the wind that you can't hold, and you, you're waiting for something, and you, you can't make it happen, you can't force it, and then without knowing it, this spark is becoming a full flame, uh, an inferno, you know, a forest fire of, of inspiration and emotions and things like this. I heard you singing in the street last night Singing my song, live long for the sweet light I started singing but the words felt so wrong Singing that song when the darkness feels so right In this chorus, I, I see it as a desperate outcry to, to convey a message that regardless of how wrong it might feel and how this might seem like the worst possible thing, you still have to go through with it to step into the darkness. And again, with the role reversal, in this particular instance, you know, the other side is singing back to me my message of everything is okay and we can do this and, you know, there's, there's light and there's beauty and in this chorus, I'm the one who's now saying maybe it's it's time to... I mean, you could see this as sort of normally you are the kind of person that nurtures and tries to hold people up. And that's just not sustainable all the time. And this is a song where you are admitting that sometimes you're the dark force and you're sort of the person that's um, that's giving up in a way. Yeah. And that's sort of what the course of the song is about. Yeah, that's that's kind of exactly what I mean. <laughs> Only you said it in fewer words. Perfect, thank you. That's why we're not on stage. And so and everything you're saying is kind of negative and sad, and that's interesting to a lot of listeners because this record is by or sorry, this song is by far the most upbeat song on the record. But it's actually a sad song and it's you kind of taking on this this negative weight, this kind of sadness. I'm glad you said that because that is how it feels a lot of the time. And when I was writing it, I was really digging deep and bringing up these feelings of sadness, of desperation. But when I think about it, you know, the big picture now, I like to imagine it as a positive song. It's about all these feelings coming up and still wanting to convey to somebody that that they're loved and cared for and that nothing is lost and these are just the feelings that I couldn't explain at the time so yeah it it sounds sad it's full of heavy thoughts and um and in the end it makes me happy it's a positive song and it's hopeful it's a hopeful song and you know that's that was the message is there's more to it it's not about um, losing everything it's about moving forward and doing what you have to do to get there <laughs> 